Okay, let's try it out. Um, sweet, here we go. We got like 10 minutes left, but I'll just tell my next call to hold off because we're comatose, baby. <laughs> and be like, you listen here. You listen here, pal. Uh, sweet. Well, then let's rock and roll. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris. Today on Rock Metal Podcast, we have Comatose. They've got a new album called A Way Back, which was released on January 22nd, 2021, via Transcending Records. We're transcending right now. I'm being joined by James to share some more information about what Comatose has got going on and about this beautiful record. So, James, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Great to have you on. Now, oddly enough, I saw you're in Rochester, Minnesota. Yeah, yep. Rochester. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. My mom went to the Mayo Clinic years back. This is we're talking like probably 30 years ago at this point, but I have fond memories of Rochester as a result of that. Really? It's um the city's really grown up uh, over like the last probably 10-15 years. I've been here since besides college since 2004. Uh and it's blown up pretty good. I think we're, I think we're around 130,000. Uh, and outside of Minneapolis and St. Paul, we're, we're the third largest city in Minnesota. So, uh, you know, most of the metro population makes the Twin Cities area quite a bit bigger. And there's a, quite a few cities up there that are about half the size of Rochester that are 45 minutes to an hour outside of the cities. But so are we. I mean, we're only about 70 miles outside of St. Paul and about 90 outside of Minneapolis, heart of Minneapolis, really. So, it's uh it's become a, a real adult town, I guess you could say. It's a small it's a small city at this point, so <laughs> beautiful. I don't have any I was so young and it's so long ago, I don't remember if it was I don't know, booming or not, but it was summer and it was a good summer. Yeah. You know, we have we it's have great weather and I mean, well, you know, winter's a little bit rough, but if you're actually Canadian, if you're wearing just Canadian stuff, you understand. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, very much so. Uh, <laughs> the only reason I live here is because of summer. Actually, no, I like winter too, and I'm kind of an oddball when it comes to that. Yeah. Are you a, are like, you a hockey fan? No. No. I'll watch a game, but I'm not going out of my way to. Yeah. Oh, uh, darn. Want, want, darn. I know. Thought we could talk hockey. Sorry. I, I know. Is that is that a, a jersey you're wearing on right now? Yeah, I've just got a hoodie on. It's a it's a Minnesota Wild hoodie. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Now, let's chat about this record a way back. We've got a couple of tracks we wanted to chat about today, Inside and Circles. Now, I guess my first question is a way back. To talk to us about this record, is there a theme to this title, A Way Back? And is there a story maybe that is transposed through the record? Uh, there's not really like one specific story, uh, but the the title was kind of meant to tie in overall with the thematic um, lyrical contents of each song ultimately kind of pertain to. Um, I wrote all of the lyrics, but my bass player actually is the one who came up with the with the name of the album. Darren uh, did. And um, a way back was kind of meant to be. um a summation of what we were hoping this record would do for us um, as people. I mean, I guess it, it is, does pertain to mental health um, in that a lot of it is kind of, uh, I, I hate to use the term word vomit because I'm a counselor by, by trade and that's not a very technological or technical term for 
um, what I'm speaking of here necessarily, but essentially it was a way to release emotion uh, and release a lot of pent up uh, anger that 2020 brought to uh, most of the world in you know various ways. Uh, and unfortunately, most of these songs were written right at the start of the pandemic. Uh, and then we entered the studio in June of, of 2020 to track it. And yeah, that, that kind of summed up the frustration. We were as, just as we were getting started, the world get basically shut down. We practiced together about two or three times to play most of these songs, except for circles, which was actually written in May, right before, um, right before the lockdown ended in Minnesota. And then we were able to finally go to the studio. We actually had booked time in like March and February to, to go in and track this because we had uh, like four or five songs done off the record, just demoed. And then we added the rest of it and made it a full length instead of an EP. So a way back was basically like, we're hoping to find our way back to some type of normalcy. Um, and here <laughs> we are as the record's about to be released and we're not sure yet. <laughs> yeah. Things are definitely getting interesting. Now, you mentioned uh, pent-up anger in 2020, some mental health. And coming from Minnesota, you guys are kind of at the brunt of an awful lot of anger that happened in that time frame. Yeah, for sure. Um, luckily, most of us, well, our drummer actually moved to Minneapolis, um, but uh, the rest of us are down down around Rochester right now. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty heated. Uh, I haven't actually been to the Twin Cities since about, february of last year before you know pretty much everything happened in, at the end of may and beginning of june and then throughout the summer and stuff but uh we've been we've had a lot more attention than we're used to <laughs> that's for certain <laughs> including you know visit visit we've had you know president trump was here the day before the election uh back in november here and uh mike lindell has been a uh, cancer uh his entire existence in Minnesota, but he's, he's popping up all over the place recently and trying to run yeah. for governor in a few years. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Now you mentioned you do uh, counseling, right? Yeah. Take us through that. How has that impacted how, or how has 2020 and even going into what we have so far here in 2021, how has that impacted your career? Um. The major changes were the state and federal government basically uh, light, lightened up on some of the requirements in terms of, not in terms of documentation per se, but in terms of, I usually meet with, I have about 50 clients, um, and I usually meet with about 10 of them weekly and the rest of them just once per month um, outside of, they most of them contact me more than that. You know, they stop in and they have to do drug screens and stuff too. And um, I work in an outpatient methadone and suboxone clinic. Um, and so, you know, we see our, we see some of our patients every day and we see some of our patients just once a month when they come in because they've been doing well for so long and are on, on a maintenance program, but it allowed us to do telecounseling essentially whenever I've, I've never been able to do that in the past, which was kind of a blessing and a curse. I think it was a, it was a good thing for the people who are doing well and it was not a good thing for the first few months when we were required to do all telecounseling um, to limit the amount of traffic coming in and out of our clinic every day and prevent COVID spread. Uh, it was not good for some people's mental health. I mean, some of my patients' mental health definitely took a dive. I know, I mean, personally, it's been, the job itself has been a drain on me this last year. We've had, 
a 25% increase in patients. Um, and luckily we haven't been hit with like a huge string of overdoses, but from about May to November of last year, we saw this, it wasn't, it was gradual because we really saw fentanyl pop up like three years ago in, in, uh, in and around this area. Uh, but now no, nobody who's buying heroin, which is about 75% of what our clients are, are addicted to when they come in for treatment. Um, the other 25% are usually prescription opiates. Uh, and it's not heroin. There's no heroin in the Midwest right now. It's fentanyl. You, you can probably find it in Chicago, but that's usually, it comes up usually to Chicago and then goes to the cities and spreads out from there. So it's been, it's been a fucking rough year in terms of, uh, relapse rates, um, like I said, we've had a, had a 25% increase. Our company in March braced for the worst, thinking that suddenly people out of jobs wouldn't be able to pay for treatment or insurance would be dropping people. And it it kind of went the opposite way for most of our company. So um, I do belong to a a larger s- chain, I guess you can call it, of, of uh, outpatient programs that exist across most of the U.S. So Okay. Yeah. Now, have you then channeled that into the lyrics almost as characters? Like, do certain patients maybe come to mind? Or yes. yeah, no, okay. absolutely. That's that's exactly. Uh, I'm glad you asked that. But um, pretty much all uh, all of the songs were essentially written either from personal, but mostly personal experience with patients. So, um, and to some degree you have to as a counselor channel their trauma eventually somewhere else or i mean you can you can deflect a lot of it uh but i've been doing this for 7 years and i'm not quite 30 years old um mm-hmm. so i've seen i'm not trying to you know put myself on a pedestal i've seen a lot of shit um and you know for the first couple of years i thought it didn't really take effect but over time it, it really does hearing, hearing other people's trauma does eventually become something that you have to deal with as well. And this has been my way of doing it too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now take us through these couple of tracks we want to chat about today inside and circles. What are these tracks about? Um, inside is, uh, um, hmm, this one's hard to, hard to figure out exactly, but Inside essentially is um, somebody who has been fed up with dealing, and I this sounds worse having that I just what I just explained, but um, it's uh, essentially not wanting to put effort into helping someone who has not put effort into trying to help themselves. Uh, and I mean, the lyrics are pretty pretty simple. The chorus is um, essentially. Uh, there's nothing, uh, or it's nothing. Uh, I'm fine. There's nothing left inside. Um, don't always count on me if you can't help yourself. Um, and essentially it's about feeling burnt out and being unable to assist somebody else in need, especially when the same reoccurring cycle of failure happens because they refuse to change any aspects of their life or their behaviors to change that. And yeah, as a counselor, that happens often and i've dealt with it for with for some people for five or six years alone Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah um circles was about basically the quarantine uh process to be honest it was a it was a true quarantine song 
in which, um, you know, the main lyric is spinning in circles um, and trying to figure out essentially when you're locked inside with somebody, especially, you know, for example, a significant other, how does your dynamic uh, of your relationship change with that and having to see each other all the time constantly, whereas before, you know, most, most people go to work and then they see each other in the evening or in the mornings and have that type of nine to five schedule. But yeah, it was different being stuck together all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely been an interesting toll for, for a lot of people. And in the beginning, the funny thing, I don't know if it's funny, but uh, my wife and I got closer together. Our family, we got closer together and uh, my wife's work divorces started happening. And, wow. you know, for, for a lot of the people that were having those divorces, they're just like, Oh, you know, you and John must be, you know, uh, doing terrible. We're like, no, actually we're doing really good. It's been really nice to sp actually spend time with each other mm -hmm. because I work in a kitchen. I'm a chef and therefore I'm kind of all over the place. Sometimes I'm working dinner service. Sometimes I'm working lunch service, brunch service. My wife does work the traditional nine to five. So there could be a week or two where we really don't even see each other. It's kind of just like crossing paths for a second, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So it was, it was nice to just actually like be at home with each other. Yep. Yeah, that was actually, my, my wife was working at Old Navy. She was this store manager here in Rochester, and uh, they shut down for two months straight altogether. And so, like, the first few weeks, I was still working. Hi. Um, and uh, <laughs> is, that, is that my little man? Gabesy, come on in here. Hey. Uh, hi. Hello. What's your name? What's your name, Gabesy? Gabriel. Gabriel. I'm James. Nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. Nice to meet you, James. How's it going? It's good. Yeah. Do you have school today? I do. You do? Are you doing it online? Yeah. Cool. Do you like that? Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. What uh, what classes do you have today? What was his question? What classes do you have? So I guess like what centers do you have today, or what are you learning today? So. Because you're in grade one, so you cover everything. You cover science and social studies, yeah. reading, math. Mm -hmm. What are you working on today? Anything? I'm working on reading right now. Reading right now? Okay. And usually I have lunch early because I become an early bud at 1245. Yeah, he's an early bird. He goes back to the, the class early to chat with the teacher, so he's on lunch right now. Ah, very nice. Yeah, usually other classmates have lunch at 12, but since I get to be an early, but I usually have lunch early. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. So you, you going to join in on the rest of the call? Uh, No. No? You just come down to say hi? Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for saying hi. Bye. I have I have four dogs, so I'm used to r random interruptions. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, he usually joins me on the show as the assistant engineer, but uh, he's he's in school mostly right now. Uh, so it's nice to have him pop in. He's he's a favorite on the show. If it, if ever I get like any fan mail, it's usually directed towards him. <laughs> oh. 
Same. I, I I often post pictures of my dogs on uh, on the band pages just because I'm like, well, I can't with four dogs completely guarantee that your merch is not going to have some dog hair in it at some point. Mm-hmm. Like I vacuum a lot, but there's four <laughs> of them, and it's all it's everywhere eventually. Like I find yeah. it in the back of my phone. Like it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I just inform people. Hey, just a heads up. Yeah, beautiful. In any case, we were talking about the whole pandemic and start of the quarantine. And yeah, so my wife was off for like two months straight. And then the weather luckily got nice in Minnesota early. Uh, And so we spent all of April and May planting uh, all kinds of stuff, mostly flowers and stuff. But uh, I I planted uh, peppers and tomatoes for the first time in a while because I like to make hot sauce. And that kind of became our like bonding was just like every night we were doing all kinds of gardening. So, yeah. Okay, cool. What kind of hot sauce do you do you lacto ferment? Um, I have not done that. Um, I have fermented once, but for the most part, I usually do. I usually bake uh, the peppers generally, uh, including onion too. Mm-hmm. Um, not every recipe I've done has done has done that before, or has had onion in it per se. But uh, generally, generally, I just bake them um, and then essentially add vinegar with other components to it. So I think, I think the ones that I've got the last, the last batch I made was in October and I've still got a a bottle or two of that left. And it was, I think I made about 16 bottles of it, but it was like six reapers, um, six ghost peppers, 18 habaneros. Uh, I think it was like 13 chili, uh, regular chili, red chilies. And then I can't remember the exact amount of vinegar, but it's written down somewhere. And then mm-hmm. it had a, like a half clove of garlic. And then it had about a half a cup of honey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say like a teaspoon of turmeric. And that was generally all of it. Okay. So no ginger or anything like that? Um, I do I do the ginger with the habanero based, like the more straight habanero based ones, um, or or jalapeno. See, there's dogs. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, usually usually the ginger comes in with the less spicy stuff because it adds actually like a second spicy element to it. It does. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> music like whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the cool thing about my show that I dig about it is if you say something like I make hot sauce, so I'm going to go down that road. We're going to talk about hot sauce. Yeah. Um, I love to talk about that stuff. So, you know, uh, cause I mean, musically, yeah, we could, we could stick to music, but, um, we chatted about inside. We chatted about circles. We chatted about a way back. Uh, the tracking of the record in June, the, the climate, uh, the pent up anger climate, um, which of course is still unfolding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll see on Wednesday. We'll see on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, they're going. Mm-hmm. If twenty five thousand troops are enough, um, and after this airs, we'll already know the answer. So the interesting thing is we're talking about it, but after this airs, we'll already know the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this recording was successful. I'm sure it will be. But uh, for anybody tuning in, we I normally use Skype. We we're having issues with that, so we've transferred over to Zoom, and I've never done this over Zoom. So uh, James has been kind enough to record the call and then send it back to me. So who knows? Maybe I switch to Zoom from here on out. Um, the funny thing is Skype has been around for like, I don't know, like 20, 25 years or something, right. and Zoom came out like last week. But 
this whole like the whole year of about 2020 i've been getting yeah i, I don't understand this skype thing i i use zoom and it's like it's, i don't know to me it's kind of weird um mm-hmm. but if everybody's using zoom then that's just kind of the way of the land you know <laughs> i i used skype a lot in college uh like 10 years ago um and uh like I'm used to, I'm used to it. I'm just not used to recording anything in it before. And I've really only used zoom like less than a half a dozen times, probably in total, because you can't, I guess my, my company has been really um, careful about uh, because Minnesota as a state is extremely hardcore about legislation in terms of counseling practices. Uh, They wouldn't let us use zoom initially. I know some companies still in Minnesota do it, but um, we have a specific like proxy website that's for video chat calling that is only used by like doctors essentially so <laughs> they're way careful about it very cool yeah, i'm just going over the the stuff that uh <clears throat> was sent to me to see if there's any other questions that that i have but i mean the cool thing is that basically from what you're saying james this record may not have happened if it weren't for 2020 or was a record on the on the docket anyway an EP was on the docket anyway, but then suddenly when shit went down in March, we found ourselves with like a, you know, a lot of downtime. And before we had, we had booked in March, like I said, for like end of February, beginning of March to record like four songs. Uh, and we had extra demos, but then that gave us time to develop a couple more and then write one or two more. And then going into June, when finally everything ended, we like, we're like, Oh, I, like we have a full length record now. Like, okay that that works too Um, yeah there was i mean there was a lot of specific intention going into the beginning of 2020 that like we just wanted to play dive bars and shows because the rest of us have all been in bands either together or in other bands um like for me amiensis um and we all played in fail to decay together at some point and some of the guys have actually actually played with chrome waves and done tours with us too but um we just wanted to play local gigs and for fun and be able to play for our friends instead of having to go to fucking like California to play a tour the first day. And yeah, that was our intention, (laughs) but then everything like shit hit the fan as soon as our plans were beginning. (laughs) Yeah. But at least carpet booth studios was there for you. Uh, yeah, for real though. No, we, uh, we, uh, wanted to get that record like started in March and, I guess it was kind of a good thing that it all went down the way it did because instead we have eight songs instead of four. So mm-hmm. pretty happy, pretty happy with how that all turned out. And Zach is uh, who runs carpet booth um, is only like 10 minutes away. And I didn't even know really the scope of what uh, an, an amazing studio he has uh, and his abilities over there. So glad to make uh, glad to make, we actually knew Zach from back in the day playing shows back and locally like 2008 to 2010. And, uh yeah it was really nice that he was available and he kicked ass on this record uh one of the best productions i've ever had on anything i've put out so Mm -hmm. i agree i'm looking at his gallery and he's got some very cool mic techniques the guy definitely has a uh bitch in space and knows what he's doing and we can hear the proof in the pudding that is true and he uh i think his biggest his biggest uh, audience, or not audience, the b- biggest artist that he's had in there so far is um, a guy. Comatose? From, yeah, right. <laughs> I wish. Um, I'm trying to think of the rapper who sings 
Mr. Clean. He's a local dude. He's from Rochester. Young Gravy. Okay. But, yeah. But he's also had some Simpsons voice actors in there. Cool. So. I see that. I see that in his, uh, in his what have you there. Looks like he has a lot of toys, a lot of different cool microphones and a nice space. His, his microphone, like one of the one microphone that I tracked the vocals on is probably worth more than all the guitars sitting behind me and the computer I have in front of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm looking at a setup right now. Just based on microphones is probably a good $10,000. And then the amp that it's in front of is a real classic Fender blackface. So that's this whole setup right here that you could get for like in a plug-in for like a hundred bucks is probably a good $15,000 worth of just, you know, experience in real life. If anybody mm-hmm. doesn't know, that's an original Sennheiser microphone from like, I don't know, 1960. And then this guy over here I'm trying to think of what he is, but it's like a 1950 microphone. So he's, this guy's been, been scrounging, uh, scratch scrounging. Is that what I'm looking for? A good studio owner will like find something and just go for it and pick it up. And it'll be like a 1950 microphone that. Yeah. He drove to Kelowna, British Columbia to get his board, which we found hilarious because I actually broke down in there like two years ago on tour. Got <laughs> stuck. Like we blew a, blew a head in our bus uh, when we, I was with Amiensis at the time and uh, got stuck. It was like the last day of tour too. So we got towed to a uh, mechanics garage and because we sucked in the bus every night when they were done working on it, they just like push it back out the doors and let us sleep in it and, and in the morning, <laughs> pull it back in. And, and then we just have nowhere to go. Uh, <laughs> well, hopefully you stop by some great restaurants and a taste of wine country in Kelowna. We, uh, we did actually walk to a couple of good restaurants. It took all day, but uh, Kelowna, Kelowna is one of the most beautiful places I've seen, honestly. I thought British Columbia in general was was quite amazing because uh, we had driven from Vancouver to Kelowna. But uh, yeah, that was awesome. Very cool. Have you been to Edmonton where I am? No, I haven't. I have, I've only been to either side. I haven't been anywhere. And I haven't even been up to Winnipeg or anything. Okay. And I'm from Winnipeg, so I don't blame you. <laughs> honestly, it's <laughs> not. I, I honestly don't think it's probably any worse than down here. You know, coming from Minnesota, you're just like, whatever, it's another town, um, which is very true. And there's, it's, it's funny. And, uh, cause we have so few major cities in Canada. There's, there's like rivalry and Winnipeg just gets the brunt of it for some mm-hmm. reason. Whenever I say I'm from Winnipeg, people are like, Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm like, so I've got, I've got chips on my shoulders and a, a thick face, you know, from that. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of get it. When it, Winnipeg feels maybe a little bit more industrial, like Edmonton to me, I associate with everybody I've met from there being kind of a little bit like Colorado in terms of like a mix of not, I'm not going to say redneck, but like cowboy culture mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, on top of being like a major city, uh, which yeah. is how I kind of feel like, uh, like Colorado Springs or Denver, Colorado kind of seem like. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, and Winnipeg is like Pittsburgh in Canada. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. Winnipeg is Yeah, Winnipeg is really good at being like the tiny little we're a big major city in the prairie kind of attitude. It's kind of funny actually. Very urban. Hmm. Um yeah. Whereas Edmonton Calgary is definitely the redneck place and then oh, okay. Yeah, and they got all the cowboy th- stuff going on and then Edmonton's more of like a truck stop that somehow got too big. Quite literally a truck stop 
on the way to the north <clears throat> for for people who were going to work, and then it got really big. How long does it take you to drive from Edmonton to Calgary? Um, two three hours, depending on how traffic goes. Yeah, it's not bad. Not too bad. No, no, not at all. I haven't done it in ages, obviously, but yeah, um, yeah, groovy, sweet. So anyway. So we chatted about hot sauce. We chatted about Canadian cities. We chatted about American cities. We chatted about a way back. And, you know, the interesting thing, the way I look at, there's that idea of going back to the way things were or some sense of normalcy. And then I don't know if we chatted about that I do Kung Fu and Tai Chi, but one of the best defenses is offensively going in and getting close. And so it's almost like the way I kind of view the situation is the only way out is in and just go into it and defeat it and i don't know if that's just like a martial art perspective i have but um i don't even know how you would phrase that in a in an album but a way back to a sense of normalcy or at least okay it's coming at me how do we get into it and defeat it Mm -hmm. plans for 2021 i'm guessing obviously traditional way to do the record would be touring playing shows um pending massive civil unrest <laughs> any plans for 2021 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like uh that's, the, that's the, the worst question to ask anybody right now in the united states like what are you doing this year and for the most part besides people that have ignored the pandemic the entire time or election um you know everyone's kind of like i don't know um yeah it's 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 really hard to say i honestly uh, usually would be planning to go on tour this summer or fall, but um, I I just hope that honestly that I can get comatose to play some local shows by the end of this year. That would be cool. Um, I plan on taking all four of my dogs and the bus that I usually use for touring and my wife down to Colorado because she's never been out there uh, and to go camping. Um, I got two cattle dog mixes. One's a red healer and one's a blue healer. And then I got two border collies, uh, they're uh, a border collie lab and a border collie Siberian Husky. And the, the Husky really looks like a Husky. So um, just different colors, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's really it. I've got six weeks of paid time off because I haven't gone anywhere pretty much for the last year <laughs> and it's going to keep going because I accrue it. So I'm just trying to figure out what to do right now. There's not much to do. I might fly out to new york to help a friend move back from rochester new york actually to rochester minnesota in fact mm-hmm. he's here here's he's here today looking for a, a place uh in rochester minnesota so that's an easy move you know you don't really have to change much <laughs> not just <sure> to rochester <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly the uh, rochester that everybody knows about to the rochester that nobody knows about mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> <laughs> people people when i tell them I, like I, we're from rochester minnesota they're just like oh where's that and i'm like oh it's you know it's south of minneapolis and so they assume that means like it's nowhere like they're like oh iowa i'm like no no it's not iowa <laughs> yeah it's not that bad <laughs> i can say good things you know there's a rivalry just like you said between calgary and edmonton kind of or winnipeg and everybody else but uh, mm-hmm. like minnesota and wisconsin hate each other mostly because of you know the minnesota vikings and green bay packers um yeah and i'm not i'm actually not a vikings or packers fan but um but iowa just i mean they have college sports kind of like that's that's cool um yeah they mostly just have corn and meth otherwise like des moines pretty <laughs> des moines okay like des moines kind of like rochester but a little a little bit bigger than rochester actually and 
like it has some decent culture and stuff too but like everything outside of that like uh one omaha is the good side of the omaha or of the nebraska iowa border um so technically it's a nebraska city not really i mean council bluffs is 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 basically the like ghetto side of that border um but iowa sucks (laughs) wisconsin wisconsin's at least pretty and has like some mountainous areas and like awesome forestry it feels very german norwegian in in culture great beer great cheese a lot of heart attacks but uh green bay's cool even though i hate the packers um milwaukee's pretty dope madison's pretty sweet the cross is cool northern wisconsin's great for camping door county but uh i was just meth and corn <laughs> i can't believe it's not sausage if you're old enough to remember that one <laughs> beautiful i'm sorry i'm only 29 oh no all right groovy well that concludes all my questions so since you're actually recording this call what i'll do is i'll just say thank you so much for coming on the rock metal podcast and then uh when you're done you just hit stop and figure out how to send it to me and we'll move on i'll uh i'll see how to download it and i'll send you a dropbox link over email perfect okay well thank you so much for coming on to the rock metal podcast james thank you very much i appreciate having uh having this conversation it was a lot of fun beautiful All right. Well, peace out. Here we go. Peace out.